don't have any boundaries. I just uh, ghost people. Like if people uh, don't respect my boundaries, I just write them out of the script. I don't want to have an awkward conversation <laughs> or tell you to method. stand over there. It's I just... not a bad method. <laughs> I got people who are like, why haven't I seen you in five years? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Weird. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Welcome to Soberish. The I forgot to come up with an intro for this one podcast. My God. Oh, I know. Welcome to Soberish. The holy shit. Can we be done with 2019 already? How much more stuff do I have to give up podcasts? Guys, guess who I'm here with? Hey, guys. Hello. Oh, my God. Both Hi. of them. We have Lacey and Lola here, two of your favorite soberish guests. This shit is going to be lit for um, an hour and 15 minutes. I just put out on the Patreon the post-traumatic mushroom stress uh, <laughs> episode. I it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, I was good. so fucked up after the mushroom experience that I was like, "This is going to be not great." Oh, I was so depleted. I was like, "Form a thought. You can form a thought. Yeah. You can open your mouth." I was I was so exhausted, so yeah. exhausted. I kept like looking at you because one of your subs commented very accurately that I interrupt and don't shut the fuck. I feel like every time I've ever gotten you on the podcast, <laughs> I'm just want to talk to you so bad that I yeah. talk over top of you. And so on that podcast, I was very strategically like looking at you. And I was trying. Like, I, I was trying. I just was. I was so exhausted. And yeah. then like after a while, the aspiness took over, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm in a bubble." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much. And Lacey came to L.A. I'm not sure if she knows this, but she came to L.A. to support me. She's like, "I don't even know why I came here," and I was like, "I'm going to do." Um, <laughs> the ending of Mormon and the Meth Head. Uh, was something I knew was coming, was something I knew had to happen. The aliens were kind of like, get this done. And the actual week of recording the final episodes was beautiful and also very difficult. And, uh, but I think I just, I spent like a month preparing for it. I think we knew, we knew it was wrapping up. We didn't know when. And then in November, we knew when. And then, leading up to him coming to LA to record those was brutal. And then once he got here, I kind of got everything that I wanted out of it. And then now I'm like, okay, wipe my hands. I'm done now. And I still have to edit and put out multiple podcasts. We have to do a show and I'm someone that when I'm done, I'm done. You know, it's very difficult for me. I'm like, Oh God, we just seen this fucking <laughs> two more weeks of this. You know, I just want to move on. But anyway, I just want to let you guys know, I know everybody's in some, like, I really have to let this go. And yes, uh, if it's weighing on you like a, a fucking uh, <laughs> anvil dragging you under the water, if it feels like a shrinking jacket, release it. Who knows? Not everything's going to be gone forever, but definitely uh, we got some shit coming and you do not want to be fucked up by your old karmic past. Anyway, so I have several downloads to go through with the listeners and then I thought we could just have a conversation about some of that stuff before oh, I get sure. started. Do either of you have anything you want to say? Lacey, you haven't said anything yet. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I thought I was going to come to LA and do some super dope shit. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's LA and I'm dope and this is going to be dope and maybe I'm going to perform and meet someone or 
someone's going to discover me. <laughs> or I'm going to meet a beautiful, beautiful man and we're going to go to the beach together. And then I got here and I performed one night and then Jessa called me the next day. And then my guides were like, no, you just came here to be exactly who you are. Yep. Yeah. And you're a witch yeah. and you're a doula and you hold space for people in transition in transitions, people who are dying, experiencing death. And when I say dying, not like physically dying, but experiencing that extreme grief. It's like, nope, you're here and you hold space for that. And that's yep. what you do. You're here yeah. to sit across from Jessa and tell her things she doesn't want to hear, yeah. but desperately needs to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because the list of people that I feel like can speak into my life, that sounds arrogant, but like... I have met several women in the last few months that I'm like, these are who I go to. I've lived most of my life without having that, where I feel like I, whoever I talk to doesn't have all the same pieces of the puzzle, you know, because I'm operating with this different set of rules. And so for me to talk to somebody super 3D about feelings about my twin, you know what I mean? Where this yeah. conversation, she's just going to be like, he's a dick, dick, you know? It's like, I need someone with all these pieces. I need someone that also understands what I'm trying to accomplish in the world and whatever. And so interesting timing in the last few months, the, the universe has been like, this is your, these are the people that you talk to. And most of them don't live here. And so I knew because Lola was just on the same path that I was on. I'm like, well, I'm not going to bug her. And then I was like, you know, trying to get somebody on the phone or whatever. And then it just popped in my head. I was like, fucking Lacey isn't, is Lacey in town? Cause that felt like you had messaged me the day before and you were like, I'm here if you need me. But that felt like 300 years ago. And yeah. this was 1212 and that 1212 energy hit. And I was kind of right back in that death experience from the mushrooms yeah. where I felt, I felt like I was about to give birth. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so I messaged her. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, later. I'm like, what are you doing right now? And it was everything I needed. And then this is your third time having to listen to my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my path. I realize oh. this is just what I'm doing everywhere I go. That's just what's going to happen. Oh, that was so cute. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. You know, I feel like we women or femmes, people identifying as women, this is when we need each other now yeah. Yeah. more than ever. And we each have our own tool belt of what our magic is. And you have a different tool belt than mine, yeah. you know, and how you're going to show up for me or how you've already shown up for me in so many ways that you might not be consciously aware of. So it's an honor when I get to show up for you or, you know, and how Lola showed up for you before you were actually friends with Lola. Yeah. And just being in Lola's presence now, she's showing up for me and may not consciously know she's showing up for me. Right. And this is how we build a new world by using our magic together for each other. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, there's my brain's trying to generate a joke about a witch, an avian, a witch, <laughs> a bird, and a reptile walk into a bar. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that imagery. Uh, well, and it's crazy too, because I was meditating on the beach this morning and it was like, it was really early. So there's like people like walking every once in a while, but mostly alone. And then all of a sudden I like, I hear the birds and I was like, hmm. I'm just going to sit here and see what happens. And like before I realized it, they just started to like 
gather and like look at me and I was like oh shit they're like very cognizant that like I'm here and I'm like there's something about me it was like it was a lot it wasn't just like 10 it was like 30 and they're all different like species they were like seagulls and these little like actually I've never seen them before now that I think about it little crane like things anyway it was just oh I'm just chilling with with my with my birds okay this is different I love that fuck you know what I'm remember sorry go ahead I was just going to say, like, you talking about the birds and just me looking at both of you right now, my face hurts from smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. God, I'm remembering this experience that I had on Mushrooms with Tyler, who's a soulmate, back when I woke up. Yeah. And we were on Mushrooms and we went outside. It was the first time I'd ever had, like, me and the person I was on psychedelics with seeing the same thing. Yeah. And we looked up at the sky and it was as it was turning light. And then there were these, they look like birds, but they look like the letter M. Oh. And first it was, like, two and then the entire sky filled with them. So the whole sky was, like, flowing with these. But it wasn't birds. It was this, like, they were energy birds. Yeah. Oh, if that makes so sense. Cool. They were like cutouts in the in the sky. And for a long time, every time I did psychedelics, I just went outside and looked for them. And when you turned into a bird <laughs> the other night, I finally nailed telling the story of that on Mormon and the Method. Every time I think about telling it, I'm like, how do I start? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes me a couple times of telling a story to like find the grooves and find the parts to leave out and stuff. So yeah. I finally hit my stride and I think I'll probably put that on the I'll it's on Mormon and the Method, but I'll put just that story on the Patreon so people who don't listen to Mormon and the Method can hear it. But it is um I finally nailed it, but at one point uh, I have locked everybody out of the kitchen energetically <laughs> and Lola is standing there and she's like, uh, can I come back in there or what? And then I was like, this bitch is a bird. And she goes, am I a bird? And I was like, you're a bird. Like the, I need to draw a picture of it. It's, it's a bird that I've seen in like, like square shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Greek maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, you were you were just like your body had shifted <laughs> into a bird, and just as I was like, "This is a bird right now," you were like, "Am I a bird? I feel like a bird." And I was like, "You look like a bird." And then she's like, "Can I come back in the kitchen?" And I was like, "I guess not." <laughs> um, which is interesting because my comedy special yeah. is called "Mostly Dead Birds" that's coming out, and it's literally twenty minutes of me and my adventures with dead birds. So this is uh, well, and, weird. And I've, I've really fallen down the research hole like after that experience. Like I need to understand everything about these like different races in the galactic community. Yeah. Um, and coming to find out carrions are like one of the least populated like races. Like so the bird people have like the fewest numbers. The fewest numbers here yeah. on the planet. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's like when, you know, like as you said that, like that's what I flash back to. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> It's really funny because I think it's only like two episodes ago where I was like, okay, this is kind of weird, but figure out what kind of alien you are. And now it's getting to the point where everything is so galactic. Everyone's readings for the last four days. I was like, listen, I'm, <laughs> I hope to fuck you're not calling me about your day job or your boyfriend because it's going to be galactic. I'm sorry. Everything yeah. right now is since that mushroom trip is so galactic. And luckily most people are calling uh, because they're on some of these things that I want to get into. So I had a download. I don't remember how this came up, but it's something called a macro. And um, the macros are people who are working in higher dimensional realms 
to, uh, okay, I got to back up. There's so much and it's all interconnected. So let me see. Let me start here. Karma's ending, blah, blah, blah. We know that. Most of us, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably, you've finished karma. You, otherwise, this podcast would sound like bullshit. It's at this point, because people are like, I don't know if I finished my karma. I don't know if I got 5D. You know, th that's all, that's all programming about worth and whatever. And, you know, you're going to work that out on your way to 60. But if you listen to this podcast and it doesn't make you want to leave me a one-star review, you've got the 5D download. It's not a value judgment, you know, whatever. Um, people choosing to stay in karma, you have to like work hard to stay <laughs> in something this dead, like to stay this long after the bar has closed um, is actually takes effort. And energetically, what it looks like to me is going to happen is the planet is going to pass through some dust that looks like very, very finely ground glitter. And, uh, and that glitter is going to stick to people and it's going to make everything really dreamy and weird, which is how 1212 felt to me, which was the opening of the glitter portal. And then, uh, everyone who has ascended, who has finished kind of goes up a couple levels and hangs out while everybody still on earth gets covered in this glitter and then shoved into a washing machine. Now what the washing machine, this is all metaphor. So who right. the fuck knows what, how this actually happens, but this, this happening right now is the split. This is why we had to let go of everybody who wanted to stay in karma, who wanted to stay asleep. They then get like, uh, agitated, like metaphorically and literally, I think, I see it as like a lot of living your worst nightmares. I can't tell if it actually happens in the 3D reality or if they just perceive they're just mirroring hard on each other. Um, it was important that we separate ourselves so that they don't mirror on us because it would affect, like I kept getting stuff about get away from people who won't deal with you as your new avatar. Like don't stay away from people that reflect your old avatar back to you. Um, and then they get pulled out of this washing machine after they're like, enough, enough, okay, I'm done, I'm done with karma, and get slammed down in 5D. And because they didn't take the awake, which is fine, that's just an express route, it's nothing against them, there are people who chose to come in this wave, there are people who chose to come in other waves, a lot of us are people who are just here helping humans, you know, it's all fine, like this is not a value judgment on anyone. Um, so there are people called macros who in the, what we've done energetically for the last six months is cut a lot of puppet strings that the, that the fear-based reality had on people yeah. and, uh, and removed a lot of these like energetic talons that were in people. And there was a lot of energy workers that I'm connected to that were like kept having visions about these. And I think we've done a lot of work to cut those. But then what happens is you have people who have been on strings their whole life. And what macros are doing, and I don't fully understand all of it, and they're all different, is macros are either jumping into people's lives, like Quantum Leap, which is a reference that neither of you will probably get. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> and living their lives for them for a moment in the dream space, which people yeah. have been already re reporting this, or using other stuff in meditation or like daydreams. If you're daydreaming about people you don't know or playing out weird scenarios or especially very vivid dreams you're puppet stringing people to their ascension. Yeah. Uh, puppeting, puppet, like 
planting thoughts in their heads, whatever. And it's weird because Noah Lampert was like, I'm really against puppet stringing, but for some reason I keep getting messages that like use your powers for good, manipulate them for good, which is interesting. This feels like a very short phase. Then they get picked up and slammed into 5D. And then the triage unit, which is another download I've been getting about people, kicks yeah. in. So the triage unit are the healers, especially the mental health professionals that are awake, the energy workers, everything else that are going to be a part of Imagination Project. And because people are going to be like almost PTSD, you know, you're just in the higher dimensions without you know, your dark night of the soul's quick, it's painful, it's, it's disorienting, and now you're in higher dimensional reality, now you have superpowers, and you don't understand, you're jumping timelines, you don't know what the fuck, so this is like stuff we've been doing for a couple years, Yeah. but, uh, but squeeze that into a month, you know, and then uh, the triage unit helps them, and then the people who were working as macros, they're going to support the masculine, and I'll talk about the masculine in the second in a second. But I want to know if either of you have any thoughts or have been getting any downloads or what what you think about what I just said. You can go first if you like. Well, shit. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel very self absorbed all of a sudden because maybe not all of a sudden, <laughs> 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 but something. I just got a crazy ass motherfucking personal download as you were talking, and I don't yeah. know how relevant it is or non relevant. But around 2013, 2012, I was getting a lot of dreams. Fuck. I don't know if I should say this now. I was getting a lot of dreams and a lot of dead people were talking to me and I'm not a huge fan of that. Can't stand it. And, yeah. <laughs> and in that moment of my life, I was like 22, 23 and I wanted the perfect man. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, I wanted the perfect man and I went to sleep one night and there was a guy sitting in a chair and he had blonde hair and he looked at me and he was like, you're in training right now. And your dreams are going to stop for a few years. And I forgot all of this until literally Holy you were just shit. telling that story. And so I have like goosebumps everywhere. And I kind of feel like it's irrelevant, but extremely relevant. Uh, extremely relevant. Yeah. And he looked at me and he was like, you feel like you need love right now. And you actually like don't need love from a man. You're going to be with a few other guys. But you're in this like extreme training. And at this time, there was a child missing in Colorado. It was a big case. And he told the child spirit guides told me in a dream around that time, like where he was and how people could find him. And that freaked me the fuck out. And I was oh like, my God. I don't want to know those things. And the next night is when I talked to this blonde guy and he was very gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> I'm usually into tall, dark and handsome. So I don't know why he's like blonde, blue eyes. No offense, Jessa. <laughs> <So fake. laughs> but yeah, he was like, you're in an extreme training right now. And as soon as you wake up from the training, I'm coming back. And as you were telling that story, I'm like, oh, my God, this blonde haired, blue eyed guy is going to find me oh, shit. in the next few days. And I think, yeah. But there was something else I wanted to say about that, but now I forget. Just had to tell you guys about that blonde guy who's apparently coming back. So. I love oh, it. Oh, shit. Um, I've definitely been doing the puppet stringing. Like, as you were explaining it and talking about it, I've been doing it, like, I guess you could say, like, astrally. I've been doing that. Yeah. Um, and I have been doing that in the dream space. I started, actually, it's weird. I started walking into people's dreams, like, 
maybe three months after I started the channel. So I do that periodically, but I was doing it more back then, which is interesting. interesting. Yeah. I remember the first one, it was like, oh shit. I was like, this is like, this is stuff like, this is not my stuff. Um, yeah. So it's interesting when that started to happen, but yeah, it looks like the, um, so the different kind of macros I've encountered and i think i might have talked about this i'm making so much mic noise i'm sure sorry brian the different kind of macros i've encountered some are transmuting other people's energy so if you've already finished all your trauma and all your clearing this macro job once the masculine thing starts is going to be fucking hard and if you are uh someone who identifies as masculine you're going to probably have to be doing some of this work no matter what but Yay. Um, <laughs> we're all going to be doing it, but I feel really fucking bad for it. We'll get into that in a second. Other macros are people who are going in dreams. I talked to one today was like being in her energy was like wild. Um, so she like, and dreams period right now are probably crazy and do not be self-conscious about sending me your dreams. Like everyone who has sent me dreams, I'm like, okay, this is such good clues. You know, people, if you have dreams yeah. that feel significant to this, I want to put something on the discord server. That's just, Oh, I think there is a dream thing. Yes. I'm looking in the discord server. It's just, uh, I think it's a place for you guys to connect to each other. But anyway, she hops into people's bodies it like when she's asleep, she leaves and hops into people's bodies. And she was having these super intense dreams that she thought were PT that she got diagnosed with PTSD. This started in July, which is about when this came online. Like the, yeah. the, 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 the downloads I've gotten is that it came online with the five D thing. And, um, so they put her on a prescription medication to stop the, uh, the dreams. And she said no. it didn't. Whoa. Yeah. She said it didn't no. stop the dreams but she woke up suddenly and like hurt herself because she was sleepwalking. But she's like, I don't uh -huh. remember. And when she was telling me that my heart started racing, like when you almost get in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and what it actually felt like was like a plane was landing and the wheels had come off. And I was like, Oh, what's happening is that you're leaving. Now I'm not a medical professional would never tell anyone not to take their medication. But I was like, what it feels like is that you're leaving, you're astral projecting and, and hopping into people's bodies. You're quantum leaping. Yeah. I cannot believe that was a documentary. <laughs> and, um, because of whatever the medic, you trying to stop this, it's not stopping it, but it did. You had a near miss getting back into your body. And that's why, because I was like, oh my gosh, she was like apologizing because I was like, fuck, why is this scaring the shit out of me right now? Because yeah. she's like woke up in her kitchen or whatever. Anyway, so that is one of the most interesting macros that I've seen uh, because a lot of them are just in meditative spaces, seeing other people. Yeah. And it's like, trust your intuition. There was another macro who I saw them dancing in the woods. Like it feels like they're physically removing because there's so much to do with the body, which is Lacey's wheelhouse. Um, there's so much, just do whatever. This is why it's so important that you trust what's inside of you because this stuff's not going to make sense for us. There are a ton of like powers I get and then I don't know what the fuck yeah. they are. And then I just trust myself, but I've done a lot of weird shit like in the course of 20 years, like especially when I was waking up where I was like, is this connected? And now it's totally connected, but music, dance, writing, fucking yet, like making noises, speaking in what feels like tongues. All of that is part of it. You're a galactic being stuck in a shitty fucking three-dimensional sphere. 
and uh, trust what your body and your mind are telling you to do. But um, so macros and then triage, like I've talked about enough, but we're going to um, really implement that stuff after the new year. Did either of you have more to say about any of that? No, but I was thinking about a lot of the crazy dreams I've had lately. And the one that stood out that uh, I thought was just amazing and I actually made me really excited. They showed, and I think I texted you this, they showed me higher dimensional school for kids. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was really interesting. And like, it was like, just like, like a school, like just like a class. And there were a bunch of like, I think they're like probably eight or seven. Like if I had to give them an age at the time and they were definitely segregated by like age, like age you know yeah using air quotes here um uh age groups and at one point it was like they were being introduced like one class was being introduced to me and it was like why am i experiencing this so now i'm thinking it's something i'm gonna have to be tuned into for some reason or another that makes sense yeah the downloads i currently have and this is this is fucking what was the number thing here that i realized 222 follows me everywhere and i have attributed it to twin stuff right yeah and then what i just realized is all the downloads that i've ever got like from the very first day the very first thing the aliens told me was that i will take the planet to like i will assist in the process to get to 8d the best of my knowledge aquarius is an eight dimensional reality yeah uh we can go all the way to 12 and I, I don't think we do, though. I think we're trying to the age of Aquarius, the thousand years of peace, whatever the fuck is 8D. And the other night when we were traveling through higher dimensional reality, eight's really my comfort zone. And I don't like beyond that. Do you remember my body kept melting? Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Eight, like 8D felt good. 8D felt nice. It's like, just fuck. It's so yeah. fun. It's like raw personality. There's light and dark, but it's all like there's no duality in it. Yeah. So it's just everything's funny. I just thought everything was funny. Like even when we would hit dark spots, I yeah. remember I just was like I was feeling myself. Yeah. In 8D. So once we hit five, five is the hard one. And that's why four hit in 2012. And then we've had fucking seven years to get to five, which in tarot, five is that pivot, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm in a five also, which is crazy. I'm (laughs) in a five year during 5D. And then 60 is 2020, assuming everything goes according to plan. But every five's the hard one. Yeah. Yeah. Five is the hard one. You get everybody to five, and then everything else is just programming bullshit and it's not that serious. So then six is 2020, seven is 2021, and eight is 2022. And then we integrate for grip. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just saying about 2021. Cause like 2021 keeps coming up for me too. Like I keep like almost jumping to that, even though we're not even technically in 2020 yet. Um, I forgot I was talking to you about this, but yeah, 2021, I feel like it's the, like you were saying, like it's going to be 70, right? For 2021. And that actually has a numerological pivot vibration. Interesting. For seven. Um, so I feel like 2021, it's like, Hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. So in 2020, we're going to start establishing more stability, but I feel like it's really to get ready for like big, massive changes in 2021 that'll eventually get us to the yeah. 8D. Yeah, because yeah. Um, so 4D is mental space, air energy, and these are all just like what I've gotten clues about. Yeah. 5D, water energy, um, so emotional energy. And then 60 is fire energy. And it's all like about collaboration, whatever. And then 70 is earth energy. And the most of the focus is like our body. That's where we get the new body. 
Thank fuck. Excited for that. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to get in before my hair turns gray. <laughs> that's when we get the new body. I better have a big ass still. And then that's when the earth shifts. That's when the earth does her thing. And then 8D is just a party. And um, God, I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited. But and then it's just fun to like learn how to live in higher dimensional reality for yeah. a long time. And I I get it. I get like why we smash into tiny pieces and then come back together because like that's the fun. The 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 shift is the fun. So um, okay, that's a lot of information. I really want to get into a deep conversation with the two of you I about the masculine. Say something about that girl's dreams. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of people are dreaming right now. And I know you've heard me say this a million and a half times since I've been in L.A. But I think because of this 12-12 shift, a lot of people are waking up to their powers. And when you start waking up to your powers and the collective consciousness is waking up to our powers, it's a really good time to protect yourself. Yeah. The closer you get to the veil... And I'm not saying this in the way, because I don't think we should be scared of dark energy. I think we should be aware of dark energy. Yeah. yeah. And when you wake up to your power, the dark energies are going to infiltrate. You're going to start hearing more distractions. Like I was doing a reading the other day and I have like really destructive neighbors all of a sudden. And they were just laying on the horn as I was doing the reading. Oh, Jesus. And all these are messages. And I feel like we're when you're waking up to your powers, you're going to get a lot of things to try to divert from your power, but trust every sign you see. Because in the readings, people are telling me like, well, I, I felt this about this person at the grocery store, and then I heard this person's thought, and then I have sound power, or I think I'm seeing the future. And it's like, if you think you are, you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, but protect yourself through it. And there's lots of different ways to protect yourself. But one thing with dreaming, I think mugwort is a huge thing. And I just got a hit when you were talking about that girl. Like mugwort and different herbs can assist in the dream space. And you can literally just put mugwort in your pillowcase. Okay. All and, right. And during the time of 1212, I'm seeing a lot of spirals and circles. And we saw it yesterday or the other day when we were talking with Ramin. Yeah. And you saw the spiral on the ceiling. And I felt like this tornado, this like blue circles thing that's happening. And I feel like I'm just supposed to talk about it right now for a second or just mention it. I wonder if anybody else is feeling that or seeing that. It feels like, uh, do you ever get this? I, I used to assume it was my crown chakra, but just right above my head, I see the movement. It seems black, but it could be like if you did this right now with your finger right above your head, it seems like there's a ceiling fan. Like I keep looking up to see a ceiling fan oh, I, because oh, I see okay. the spinning above my head. Like out of I, the I don't see that. I, I haven't experienced it. I mean, I get like the little like, you know, the quick like shadow flashes on the yeah. sides. But I don't get I don't get that specific like ceiling fan effect. Yeah, it happens. It's random when it happens, but like when I'm channeling pretty hard, I think. But um, yeah, I was on Ramin's podcast and I kept looking up to the ceiling because I was like, "That's the strongest." Because it was just I could see it above my head, just spinning. Yeah, and I feel like as the collective consciousness wakes up, it's affecting all of the people's bodies who are already awake. Yeah, and we're feeling this like tornado spiral in ourselves yeah you think the tornado spiral is not to say negative or positive but no i think it, i think the actual spiral is really positive okay i think it's part of the magic affecting each other okay um all right we're still doing good on time 
one thing that she talked about in her dreams was that she has a lot of dreams about portals and that she's taking people to portals. It's so fucking dumb. And then <laughs> she can never go into the portal. She puts people into the portal and then she can't get in and it bothers her that she can't get in. And then she finally found a portal that she could get into and then it took her into the past. Oh, shit. And I was like, ugh. The vision that I got in my head when she was talking about it was like a forest on fire, but the forest was full of people. And she was sent down by a um, helicopter that's like she's tied to the helicopter and she's just loading people but they're getting taken up to the helicopter and she can't go oh. and I was like I think you're stuck in there until we get everyone out in 2000 a dream that I had because all of the alien school training was just like this is what we'll do this is where we came from this is what we'll do blah 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 and my dreams have taken a real alien school sensation again where I feel completely awake all night I'm just having conversations which I used to attribute that happened a l like that's how alien school was when I was on meth and I thought well that because I was on meth you know I was, had so many stimulants running through my body but now I'm back in alien school and but one of the dreams that they showed me I lived in Portland at the time and they took me above downtown Portland over the water and they said so when the time comes we will come live in the clouds and they will be down there burning. And every once in a while, they'll be down there fighting with each other and doing whatever it is that they need to do. And every once in a while, one of them will reach up, we'll reach down and grab them and pull them up to the clouds until we have everyone up here. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah, that was how they described. And I believe that's what we're, we're stepping into now, 20 years later. Also, this is, we are weeks away from the 20th anniversary of my near-death experience. Whoa. Yeah. Shit. What else is happening? Uh, near death experience, <laughs> 20 year anniversary happens at the same time that my natal Neptune, uh, my natal Neptune has been square transiting Neptune since April, the beginning of uh, the breakup and the, the stepping into this and whatever. And that ends right on the 20th anniversary, roughly, of it was the last week of January, I think I've narrowed down. So oh, wild. Wow. Lot, lot happening. Um, and I totally understand why they needed 20 years for me to grow up because I definitely <laughs> would be fucking this job up. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a little bit of a speech, but um, I've got some more shallow things to talk about. But I did one thing that they, okay. Yeah, never mind. I'm just going to get into this masculine thing and then I'll save the other stuff for later. So. This is not about gender. Everything is masculine and feminine. I got really into this on Karen Rontowski's podcast, but it's not going to come out for a few weeks. And I've since been obsessing about, I hope I didn't fuck gender stuff up. So I know that you have to get into this so much on your yeah. readings. Yeah. Everyone has masculine and feminine energy. People, when we are fully integrated, will be half and half, and you will toggle back and forth between whichever one serves you. Right now... There are people identifying as, you know, a man or a woman or fluid or whatever. And that is kind of plays a role, but kind of doesn't. It mostly means something for the unconscious. Okay. So if you are an unconscious man, I'm going to say born man, which is the part that I got nervous about. And my reason for saying born man is if you were born and raised in toxic masculinity, you're most likely just carrying that blueprint yeah. if you're not awake, right? Yeah. Someone who is awake, this doesn't apply to. 
in the same way. And someone who has transitioned to their truth, I think probably isn't going to be subject to the, to the same level of what's about to happen to unconscious masculine energies. Now we're all going to feel this. Everyone's going to feel this. This is going to get kind of dark. And I know that we made it sound like it wasn't going to be dark in 2020, but it's going to be a different kind of darkness than we experienced when we were in the washing machine. So, and I am not, this is a download I've been getting, but everyone else is getting this download as well. So I'm really excited to talk about it. But in 2012, I guess, once the 4D came on, the awakening of the feminine energy, I guess, really started to come online. It has really kicked into high gear. I guess it was 2012. Um, the beginning of the awakening of the divine feminine had a lot of conversations about issues surrounding feminism. Feminism took a completely different turn. And I can tell you as someone who is predominantly masculine energy and definitely was predominant toxic masculine like I was internally misogynistic as fuck I was the worst like I don't trust women I like guys women are so <laughs> dumb like yeah I was the fucking worst at that um one of the things that I could not deal with when it first came out was rape culture rape culture rubbed me the wrong way I thought oh you're all just being whiny victims stop t take responsibility for yourself like what is all this and it took me a while to get to the point because I am pretty objective and at some point I'm like why is this bothering me so much you know I'm starting to rage against it and I realized that if I accept that a man fucking you when you're asleep or drunk is rape I've been raped 50 times I mean, I, I, I don't know the numbers, but like, I don't think I ever drank at a party that I didn't get fucked by somebody when I was passed out. I don't think so. I also uh, drank when I was 15 years old at my best friend's house and woke up to a 32-year-old man having sex with me multiple times. And never once did I think I would wake up and I remember just like staring at the wall and I thought, this is what I'm here for. This is what my body's for. Like, I, I, I left a drunk vagina around a dude and this is what we do and i got up and cracked jokes and lit a cigarette and fucking went about my day did i like the way it felt no but it never occurred to me to fucking believe that i was a victim in that situation and when women millennial women woke up and started saying like this is not okay i fought on behalf of men for a minute it was a very brief window of time but i was like well they're drunk too you know because i couldn't face the fact I had goosebumps that I had been raped, you know, more than I already knew I had been raped. There were definitely rapes that like, you know, yeah. on the Richter scale, there's no debating. I didn't want to be anyone's victim. I didn't want to fucking face that I've been oppressed, that I've been locked in boxes, that I've been abused by men, that these people that I trusted fucking hurt me. I didn't want to deal with it. I wanted to, I, I was like, nobody gets, you get, you got what you came for. You don't get to take anything else. Cause I was in the survival thing. Yeah. And because of that, in order to stay in that space, like I had to live through the mental space. I couldn't be emotional. I couldn't feel my feelings because the crushing weight of all of this pain was had to come. Uh, and, and I eventually had to realize that like I, my feminine energy has been raped and abused and hurt and, and taken from and stolen and forced to breed and all of this for, for all of hundreds and thousands of years. And I want to preface this by saying, she says preface 20 minutes in. <laughs> I want to preface this by saying we, the age of Pisces was an unconscious masculine age. 
toxicity, masculine toxicity is the result of the unconscious part, not of the masculine part. Masculine energy is as beautiful and powerful and divine as feminine energy. The only reason shit got toxic is because we were unconscious. Had it been an unconscious feminine age, we would have seen toxic femininity. And we all participated in it. We are all complicit in it. Like, like I yeah. just said, I had tons of toxic masculine energy. So as the feminine energy, which exists in all of us. And so you saw men, most men that are awake, this is a gross overgeneralization, but most men that are awake are mostly operating in their feminine energy right now. Um, you saw men finally starting who were comfortable in feminine energy, starting to realize they had been hurt. They had been abused. Right? So the masculine's waking up in 2020. The feminine has has come completely online. The feminine energy is here. She's strong. She is leading the way. This is a feminine age we're going into, but it's going to be integrated because we are awake. Yeah. yeah. But now our masculine is going to wake up and we're all going to feel this. But I want to take a minute. I want I know that we've spent, you know, a good part of the last 10 years being like, fuck dudes, fuck men, whatever. But like, here's where the compassion comes in. Now, it was hard to wake up and realize that when you were asleep, you were being raped. Imagine waking up and realize that when you were asleep, you were raping and pillaging and beating and locking in cages and forcing to breed your own feminine counterparts your daughters, your sisters, your mothers. We're not talking about this lifetime. We're not talking about, oh, I was a good dude in this lifetime. We're talking about just like we've been dealing with this ancestral shit coming up. We've been healing the victim. Now we have to face the fact that every single one of us have been on the other side of that. And people who are currently living in unconscious masculine energy are going to have to deal with that shame and guilt. I feel like for most unconscious masculines, it's going to get projected onto the women that they've hurt in their life or whatever in the very micro. But I feel a very heavy dark night of the soul coming for the masculine energy on earth. Thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I agree. I definitely agree with you there. And it's like, you know, going back to like, like what you're saying, you have it, you had predominant masculine energy. Yeah. um, And as someone who also does, uh, I like you said, we all engaged in that time, right? We all played a part in it in right. some way, shape, or form. Uh, and for me, very similar to the way you did. And so, going through my dark night of the soul, like that, what that was a big part of what I had to face, right? It was like waking up to the fact, like, okay, I am a victim. I, yeah, I was, and like I always called it the strong woman syndrome. When in reality, like you said, it was toxic masculinity and the masculine energy. So, with the masculines as they're waking up. Uh, I definitely feel that heavy heaviness for sure. And when we did, you know, Shrimps in Sedona, yeah. that definitely came in pretty, pretty clear. Um, at one point in the night where you were resting and me and Adriana were in the kitchen. I think I told you a little bit about this, but I yeah. don't know if I told you all the details. No, I think I did. I think I just said it very matter of fact because I like had just finished processing it um, where we were tapping all these timelines of masculines killing themselves. There was so much suicide yeah. in this because we most of our mushroom trip was about tapping into the masculine, getting them ready for this. And there was yeah. a disturbing amount of death, suicide energy. And I hope that, that we don't see it in the three deep. But sorry. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's exactly she what it is. Right. Because it's like you see it and it's like, OK, that is a possibility, but it is more energetic than anything yeah. else. Right. It's like 
having to go through that kind of a death process where it's like a lot of who they've really associated themselves with will have to be killed off by them. Right. Right. Um, And that's big. Like that's really big. I mean, other shit came up too, where it's also revealing the really dark shit that was done. And I think that's a big part of 2020. And I know a lot of people have talked about this, but I feel like as the masculines go through that process, not only are the dark, dark shit that like no one else really knew about is really coming back into their consciousness and awareness of, Oh, this is how bad that really was. And then that is going to force that truth to come out of them. And I do think there's going to be some repercussion for that, but at the same time, it's going to be very healing. It is going to be a complete rebirth. My guy just said hindsight is 2020. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like, and I, I can't get into specifics of it, but like one masculine in my life in particular where it was like two, I don't even have the words to describe how like awful it was. Um, really just like inhumane doesn't even cover what it was. Um, acts that he is guilty of that no one really knows or, well, I can't say no one because of yeah. the females who participated in keeping that secret. Right. Um, will be coming out and it's like for something that big and heavy to come out i god i wish i could actually say what it is on here yeah. but i can't um it's like that those are the kind of truths that are coming out it's like we knew about rape when it was the the feminine's turn right like right. we knew about rape we knew about sexual abuse and all of that but it's like this is gonna be this is gonna like you said it's just gonna be so much deeper and darker on the other side of things like truths that i don't think a lot of us would even fathom yeah yeah, yeah. And during the time of the feminine, so much focus was on the victim, right? And healing the victim and the trauma. But the only way for the feminine to truly heal, the only way for a victim to truly heal is to go to the root of the predator and heal the predator too. And I feel like to really heal, there is going to be some real death. And then there's going to be some... There's going to be physical deaths, but there's also going to be like some psychic deaths and rebirths. Um, With my twin flame recently, we did a ton of mushrooms. And at one point he was lying on a couch and it looked like the couch was swallowing him whole and he was sinking into the couch and he just had his arm up to me and he's like, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. And I felt myself kind of like glowing at that point. And then like my logical or, you know, earthly self was like, this is so egotistical. Like, why are you glowing as something is dying? And all that could come out of my mouth was me looking at him and saying, yes, die, die, please die. And he was like hysterically crying and the couch was enveloping him. And then afterwards, he looked at me and he's like, I died tonight. And and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> and he's like, no, Lacey, like, it's not good. Like, I died. And I think part of this isn't going to feel good. It's going to feel fucking awful for them. There's going to be a lot of grief that even women, you know, like anyone is feeling. And, but the men are going to feel it and they're going, and some of this death is going to feel tragic and dark. And my spirit guides woke me up in the middle of the night last night and they're like, Hey Lacey, um, you know how you've been trained as a birth doula and doing a ton of births. You're now in this time of the death of the masculine, you are a doula of death 
and you are going to walk in these really dark spaces with men as they die and transition them into the next realm. Damn macro. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the, in the mushroom, I can't remember what I've told on what podcast, no, but it's the, okay. the mushroom trip, the death portion, which is the last five hours of my mushroom trip was processing the death of my twin flame. And, uh, I can't even express how real it felt. Like I, I legitimately, Lola was there, like kept trying. I couldn't get to 3d to get my phone, but I was like, is this happening right now? Yeah. Because yeah. it was so fucking real. And I was throwing up into a trash can and I was like, I've, I'm in labor. Like this feels like I'm in labor and it went on and on and on. And then I had to go to, like I went to bed. It took them forever to get out of my room. <laughs> and uh, Lola was transmuting a ton of that energy, oh, but it totally felt like I've had two kids at home. It totally had that vibe to it. Which thank you for sharing that experience. Now I'm not afraid of giving birth. Yeah, so no, thank you. I can't believe you're not afraid of that. It was pretty bad on my end. <laughs> But then, uh, and the, and my guides just kept saying, I'm just calling them guides because you guys are here, I guess. The aliens kept saying, you have to accept this timeline. You have to accept this timeline. And I was like, there was part of me that kind of understood um, that I was maybe neutralizing a timeline by going through it, that I was probably really afraid of this timeline and I was pulling it to me. Now that I'm further away from it, I'm like, oh, twin, masculine, twin flame, whatever. That just... Um, we were doing work on the masculine and this was a macrocosmic thing. This wasn't about him. This was about him representing the masculine to me. So like bring the masculine that I am insanely attached to and let me feel what it's going to feel like for them. Because there was a lot of time where I was in, I was in the sadness yeah. that he was feeling. Yeah. And this isn't like we've talked since then. This isn't, wasn't the sadness he's in. But in the sadness of the death, I also went down through a rebirthing process. And then when I came back, I was like, there are two options here. There is one, the death that will lead to physical death. And then there is a, a rebirth option. But the death was excruciating. And then the fact that I was in kind of, this is, this is way woo. The fact <laughs> that I was in a re, that I was in a birth thing felt like it was the divine feminine, like in this like birth process. It is we are all the masculine and feminine ultimately connected. There was something I felt someone's pain. Maybe who's going to listen to this when Lacey said, you're not finished healing until you have forgiven, you have healed the, the person. And Either, I felt that yeah. I felt that trigger a few people. Yeah. We are all one. Yeah. And yeah. that at the end of the day, dichotomy's fun. Duality's fun in 3d. We're not one. But where we're trying to go, we become more and more and more one. We're yeah. with the, the fragmentation like ceases. So at the end of the day, that's us. And it's yeah. not the victim's duty. I want to clarify. It's yeah. not the victim's duty to heal the predator. It's not the duty of the oppressed to educate the oppressor. Right. But the collective healing, the predator has to heal too. Like in cases of child molestation, if a child ever molests someone, it's because they were molested. Yeah. Right. If you hurt someone, it is because you have been extremely hurt. So I think it, and now like speaking as a, a, a victim, a survivor of some, of sexual abuse, of violence, it is not my duty to heal anyone because of that. Right now I walk in as my duty as to, pr of protection and to do ritual around my own protection. 
And when I heal myself, there is a collective healing happening. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're not saying go uh, do energy oh, work on the guy that raped <laughs> yeah, you. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's not what I was meaning at all. But I do think there is an us versus them that we're starting to come out of. And I, the feminine versus the masculine. And, you know, they feel it coming. I talked to someone today who hangs out in incel uh, YouTube because she says it's just wild to watch and she said they're losing their fucking minds right now so with compassion and understanding what's happening and because I don't know how this is going to play out because it is masculine energy if they get the heat turned up on them do they start blowing shit up maybe I don't know don't like all I know is that it's not going to we're going to watch it like a TV show we're going to feel it we're going to feel the heaviness of the death it's going to be pretty quick the other downloads I've gotten were Kali. The spirit of Kali comes in and chops them up into pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, I think, a lot of what we see happening from December to February. Yeah. Dark Night of the Soul for a couple months, and then the spirit of Isis comes in and puts them back together. Now, anyone who knows the story of Isis, which is also a twin flame story, right? She puts her brother husband back together without a dick which brings me back to my original <laughs> question 20 years ago are we not going to have dicks uh because i did not sign up for that reality anyway so well, and actually just as as you were talking about december to to february i was thinking about um the amount of like capricorn energy which i talked about in the full moon video i did so it's like to see kind of like the bouncing of the energy related to this process through the next couple of months um so it's interesting as you were saying that I remember seeing the graph that I drew. So it's like in December, we're going to have like a highly moderate amount of this kind of energy. January's are going to be, there's going to be kind of a big dip. And then mid January, we're going to hit like a big little bump and it goes back down to that like lull. And then in February it skyrockets. But that January where it's kind of low, I realized that's actually representative of where they're going to be in their death process. That's going to be the lowest point is January and probably mid January is going to be like the worst of it. And then in, in February they come out of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because the, the, what I experienced as a near, I was in the suit, like I was in the death. Right. Yeah. And, um, where my near death experience involved what, a, what felt like and going up into a big ball of light. Yeah. This was, uh, I went down and down and down and down and down and down and down. And then I was on, like, I felt like I was deep in a cave and there was water on the ground and my face, I was a masculine energy. My face was in the water. And then I looked around and was like, this is God. Oh my God. I'm, I knew God. I knew God the entire time. And, uh, and then it, the masculine energy was like, I, I was like, right. I was, I was, I didn't know God. I do. I am God. I'm God. I'm God. I'm God. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. And then yeah. it like comes back out, which is very different than like my near death experience where it's like fucking fuzzy balls of light or whatever. <laughs> so that's interesting. This descent into this like deep, deep place. And then the imagery of the water, which is 5d. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, shit's wild. I, I feel like this got really really woo and um i today was thinking about switching the podcast to serial rather than or episodic rather than serial because the way that i do my podcast is you have to trudge through the entire season to get to the current thing yeah because i felt like with mormon and the meth head it was a story it was like there's no reason to listen to this week if you don't know the story yeah and with this i just feel like the way that i like tiptoe in 
to higher dimensional shit. And today I was like, I should switch it to episodic. And then we started doing this shit about the death of the mask. And I was like, never mind. I think they should probably at least a few more weeks. <laughs> well, and it's funny too, like you were saying, like the masculines are freaking out. So many masculine energies have reached out to me this week from like, from the last 10 years of my life. Really? Yeah. Like back to back to back. And I'm like, hmm. Are they trying to make amends? They're trying, but in that like very masculine way of yeah. like, hey, have you tried this? Hey, have you like, have you been here? And I'm just like, I haven't spoken to you. And I can't like remember how long. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't think. Know. I feel like ahead. I'm coming from. Yeah. I feel like since a lot, I think people who are listening to this have powers and that especially every person in this room right now yeah. has their own yeah. magical t- tool, tool belt. But I feel like in my tool belt, I am really supposed to love the masculine through yeah. this, like completely. But I don't, th- I think like in life, in the 3D, we all had our own ways to grieve. And I think during the death of the masculine, each of us is going to have our own way to support this. But mine is like, I am loving them. Like yeah. I literally see myself like taking the masculine to my breast and like nurturing them to their death is morbid as that sounds. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also think it's like you said earlier, it's not just gender or men. Right. I've had a lot of people reach out to me of near death experiences lately or them having dreams that they're dying or them seeing themselves on another timeline where they did die. And I think that's because on a timeline, another timeline you are dying right now. And I think something about acquiring these new mad, I call them magical powers. I really need a better word. For I call them magical yeah, powers, that, but higher are. dimensional abilities. Yeah. yeah. Abilities is I kind of am feeling that, Every time you acquire a new ability, part of you dies in the 3D or in a different dimension as you're switching levels. And all I can say to that is like grieve that death. Know that it is a death, but banish fear in it. Yeah. Another thing is that masculine energy men you know, they represent the old age, right? So everything, everything's like allegories for everything else and the levels go up forever and it's all patterns and stuff and it like nothing is concrete. But you and I talked about the last time you were on the regular podcast, we talked about in October, there was a moment where Venus, who had been chasing Mars, Venus representing the feminine energy, so she would be representing the age of Aquarius, was chasing Mars, who would represent the masculine energy, who would represent the old age that we're, we're in this threshold trying to get out of the old age. Yeah. So that doesn't just represent masculine energy. That represents the old systems, the oppressive systems, the 3D way of doing things, mm-hmm. the fear-based reality itself. And so the feminine age, the, the Venus had been chasing Mars. And so that was manifesting as twin flames, the feminine energy begging the masculine for fucking, you know, <laughs> that's like really microcosmic. But then on the macrocosmic, it represents the, the awakened age being like, hey, could billionaires stop being pieces of shit? And could the medical system stop letting us die? And could capitalism stop being fucking garbage? And could the government stop being corrupt? And the downloads that I was really getting around that time were, you're just going to render it all obsolete. 
and then Venus and Mars line up for a, a four days in October, and yeah. then Venus goes, fuck off, I'm going to go do my own thing. And so that's also what's happening, and Mars never catches up to Venus in yeah. 2020. So while all of this death of the masculine is taking place, and it has all this sorrow and all of this ancestral wounding and everything else, the feminine is now free to shift the age. And that feminine energy and 60 is so much about this collaboration and creating oh. the new world. <laughs> this feminine energy is like, oh, we don't need the medical industrial complex anymore because we figured out healing and we don't yeah. need uh, capitalism anymore because when you're ca when you're there's your recession. When your yeah. fucking uh, money fails again. Yeah. Uh, we already have a solution for getting everyone out of poverty while your system doesn't have a stronghold on them. And while your government is jerking each other off, like we've already created our own communities. And so this is very much God, 2020 is going to be fucking. Yeah, sick. it's going to be cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel a lot of compassion for the masculine energy. And I think I probably had to have that death experience in order to get there because uh, I like Man, that sat on me. I couldn't even listen yeah. to music on the way home because I felt like any song I listened to was going to trigger it. And it just, I've never grieved before like that. I've never, yeah. I've never, I was like, I didn't know pain like this existed. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if that, this is just what it feels like when someone dies. It felt like the death, the way the death went, the pain in the death was what was, was so traumatized. I don't think I want to live on the planet if that person didn't live on the planet also, but like, um, yeah, heavy, heavy shit. <laughs> um, anyway, check me out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, we are almost in an hour. A couple things. What do you think this says? Higher dimensional timelines. Oh, there is a split of timelines available. This is, feels like kindergarten compared to what we just talked to. But you have 3D timelines. You have 5D, 6D timelines, right? So... Um, if you choose to enmesh yourself with 3D people, you have to hang out on their timelines. So in 3D, there's an infinite number of timelines, but they're all subject to the rules of 3D, right? 3D sucks. In case you haven't fucking noticed, it sucks. It's fear-based. It's, it's, it's also looping this karma garbage. And then when you go up, there's 5D, 6D timelines. And you have access, if you're listening to this podcast, it would not make sense to you if you did not do the 5D download. It, it doesn't, you don't have to be perfect fucking, none of us are, you should have seen the conversation we were having when, <laughs> before this podcast. <laughs> you're there, man, you're there. Let yourself be there, just integrate it, deprogram. You know, 60s, a lot of figuring out what you want. You know, there's a lot of programming stopping that, but you're on these higher timelines. Pay attention. Don't nail yourself down, especially over the course of the next few months, man. Let those people go do their thing. You do not want to be down there. And you can just anchor yourself to a person who's down there and have to fucking experience that. And it's going to feel like a weird dream. And if they're projecting an old version of you, you're going to feel crazy. And, and like once you let that tie go, blessings come rushing. Oh, in. Everyone yeah. Everyone I've witnessed who and myself br break that tie it's sad and you feel that pain. And if you go through the tunnel, if you look at that dragon of pain, it, I've noticed it only lasts like a couple days or so. And then it's like blessings literally start rushing in. Because you have you anything you want flow. on these higher dimensional timelines. It's yeah, just reach 100%. out and have it. Just fucking have it. Yeah. So uh, I did want to talk about there's an infinite number of timelines, but they're subject to the laws of the dimension that you're on. So... 
uh, careful where you're anchoring yourself. That doesn't mean you can't work a 3D job and live a 5D existence. I, a lot of you aren't. A lot of the macros I noticed, though, are working a 3D job, but you're going to get all the 5D benefits because you're doing, you know, the heavy, it's, heavy it's work. really your connections, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's really your, it's, it's people that affect you. It's, uh, you know, if you have a job that's affecting you super deeply, then you need to ask yourself, like... And, and sometimes when people are in quote-unquote 3D jobs, they might feel like, oh, shit, am I in a 3D job? Like, am I too magical to be here? Because I kind of like my job. Or yeah. it feels yeah. like something's happening here, but I'm in a cubicle, and I come at 9, and I leave at 5. And, you know, like, I know witches who do that, and then they're like... They're afraid to come in the coven. They're afraid to join the circle because they're like, uh, I was just in rush hour traffic and I was at my cubicle all day. And it's like, well, trust how your body feels in that cubicle. Right. If your body feels like get the fuck out, then get the fuck out. But if your body feels like you're supposed to be there, you're you're a witch in a cubicle. Yeah. And it might look on the outside like you're punching in and punching out, but you're probably doing magic or healing or destroying within that. For a reason. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, like you were saying, people have to, you know, people have to have some kind of job or vacation of some kind. And for people who have abilities or who are meant to do something, sometimes it is within that, right? Like you said, it's like to raise the vibration of maybe that kind of vocation or that job or the people around that. Yeah. So, like yeah. I've literally never had a normal job. Even <laughs> when my job was quote unquote normal. You wouldn't believe the kind of fucking ritual and weird shit that was occurring <laughs> within it, but spirit takes you where you're supposed to go. Yeah. Um, something I want to talk about with you two here. Okay, one quick thing about connections in, in 2020. And you and I uh, dipped into this a little bit, Lola, and then it has already started to happen to me. Okay. So in order to learn intimacy, which is a, a huge grind and, and very difficult for us, we have to learn how to enter and exit connections. That's it. Like, so I, that really feels like a lot of what 2020 is going to be. Pro they're all soulmates. They're all soul connections. You feel very connected to them. But just learning how to step in without f making it weird, without setting the building on fire, and then step back out. And without needing a month to, you know, or a year, years to fucking get over it or whatever. Just yeah. learning that these connections are just have a boyfriend for six months. And then he's not on this path. Like we're changing so fast. It's fine. A girlfriend, like, like, like stepping in, stepping out. I don't know if I'll ever out. get there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's possible for me. Yeah. It's, it's, jump on that timeline. it's extremely difficult for me, which is why it's happening for me. Because I caught myself like in a connection. I really liked it, but I was like, uh, like, I don't even know how to describe what I was doing. It was fine and it was great. And I was like, oh shit, I am capable of this. It's like not taking up any mental space, but yeah. I love it when it's here. And then just a day by myself and the the programming was like, Would you like to obsess over your safety right now? And I was like, I mean, not <laughs> yes, I guess. Yes, this is what I do. Right. And then I fucked it up. And then I just exited. And then I'm like, Oh, okay, I don't actually care. Like I do care. Yeah. You know, I would say that was someone I liked and cared about, but like, I'm fine. And then I'm looking at other connections in my life. And I'm like, pretty sure this person likes me. But uh, why is that? It's like, I think I'm not attracted, but then I'm like, I am attracted. What is that? Oh, yeah. I'm afraid of someone liking me. Oh, I'm attracted to people I have to chase because then I don't have to deal with my own intimacy issues. 
cool. I'm going to yeah. learn how to enter into that's going to be the hard one. Entering <laughs> into that and then not exiting immediately. <laughs> you just saying it. I feel my heart ripping. Yeah. It's I, hard. It's hard. And and I'm in that like I what well, you know, that yeah. whole situation has returned and I'm, I'm like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you ladies a question. Um, what do you think sex will be like during the death of a masculine? Oh, I've been told to, I think I'm not supposed to have sex. Yeah, I that see, and that's where I'm at too. Because I feel like, well, I mean, we already know what's coming for me in 2020. The big shit I have to be worried about. Yeah. So with that in my mind, I'm like, I don't think. I, yeah, like I feel two months no sex, like from now till February. I feel like the ISIS phase is really contingent upon how the Kali phase plays out. Yeah. I don't know because I'm like surrounded by like awake men right now. That's the other yeah. thing that's interesting is like all these men that are awake are starting to come around Gravity. me. Uh, I don't think we're supposed to fuck anyone that's asleep, but I don't, that's my own thing. Cause I have been, I was like, oh, I'm not going to have sex for a year. And then I really haven't. And uh, I've like hooked up or whatever, but any, anything where someone's not, in my energy, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. But um, I have had energy exchanges that were amazing. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of like, I think that's where sex is going, to be honest. I think in five years, this like animalistic slamming into bodies without any conscious energy exchange will be like, gross. Remember when we used to just like... <laughs> Get drunk and yeah. Back. yeah. So I think sex is changing, but I am... I know for me and for a lot of people, they're like, my guides told me to stop having sex eight months it's really ago. really weird yeah. that you say that because I'm so pro-sex and I'm so, I believe in the movement and the energy exchange of sex. And I totally believe that there's certain magic femmes out there who are going to create the death of the masculine during sex. And I know that the, I, or I feel... That sounds like my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there are going to be femmes who during the act of sex are going to watch the masculine die while they're fucking them mm. and in a sort of rebirth with the orgasm and it's all right well you're really selling me on sex <laughs> <laughs> i mean i really i really feel I hope like I that's signed up for that. happen especially if you're a squirter i think squirters <laughs> carry a lot of magical power in their water and a lot of birth has to do with water. Oh, God, and I love you. It's, it's so <laughs> fast. Yes. It is so amazing what you can create with orgasms. Like what you can manifest during orgasm, especially if you're aligned. Yeah. And at first I didn't want to do it because I'm like, I like to be so in the moment during sex where I don't want to be like, okay, you be this character. I'll be this character. You say this. I'll say that. But if you ever want to manifest something during sex, talk it out with your partner. Literally list out what you want to manifest. And as soon as you feel like you're going to orgasm, speak it. Yeah. Speak it out loud. Say that truth. Oh, my God. It comes true. It's I amazing. taught this trick to Aaron. And he, we talked about it on Mormon and the Method. And then uh, he was like, imagine a Netflix special. And so now when everyone <laughs> hears the Netflix, dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you're really making me think about it because I was like, you know, kind of like with Jessa where it's like, I, well, so I've done a lot of sacral clearing this year, a lot. And I'm like, well, fuck, like, I felt like I, I'm not supposed to because I'm just, I know, you know, what I told you earlier about what's coming for me in 2020. So I'm like, no, I feel like that's like, res like my womb's on reserve, like is kind of how I've been feeling. Well, trust your womb, and, you know, first and foremost, make sure you're aligned with that human and your yeah. womb 
yeah. has all the knowledge. Yeah, I yes, I I agree. Yeah, I like and, that. And I'm going to stick to sacral blowjobs for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in sacred, I said sacral. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. no, yeah. I mean, because also one of my abilities is my sacral chakra is very healing to other sacral chakras. Oh, fuck yes. Um. So I'm like, well, maybe, maybe later, <laughs> maybe after the fact. Yeah. Uh, I do like this thing that you were talking about, though. Yeah. I do know I have like energy I'm going to be exchanging. I don't know that it'll but, be like but, actual sex. You know, and if you do manifest a lot or you do feel that death current occurring, um, clear your energy afterwards. Like if you have a vagina, vaginas hold a lot of fucking energy. So there's there's so many rituals you can do after yoni steams, yoni pearls, smoke medicine. I've literally just taken um cedar mugwort burned it in my vagina like spread my legs and let that smoke go up your vagina it will clear a lot but whenever you use clearing smoke you want to be able you're releasing a lot so you want to be careful what you're calling into yeah so you release and then you call in affirmations up your vagina you can put a smoky quartz up your vagina too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm holding this this smoky quartz has been in my vagina <laughs> Um, that's a fantastic place to close. Uh, we're about to do a live video for the patrons on the soberish. I am. I don't I'm committing everyone else, but um, can I be on it with my hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why Look not? My hair. <laughs> um, where can everyone find you, Lacey? Oh, I'm gonna have a website soon. I promise. Um, but right now, just Instagram at Lacey is free. DM me. Let's talk. And Lola? Uh, you can find me, Water Baby Tarot, on Instagram, YouTube, Vimeo, BitChute, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and actually, in 2020, that will be changing Why? to something else. But I'll announce that okay. when it's time. I always Hell yeah. call you... Um you can yeah. Lola baby. Oh, she does like call that. you Lola oh, baby. She's accident. like, and then Lola baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. And my live streaming isn't available right now. What? All right. Uh, if you need a reading, jessareed.com. I am hoping to, by the summer, have moved to Patreon. Uh, the the So many readings is a lot. I don't think it's sustainable. I have a lot of other things I'm trying to pull off. So uh, join the Patreon. I do general readings once a week. Pick a card readings. And you get two bonus episodes, depending on the tier, two bonus episodes of Soberish and four general readings a month and four live chats um, a month. And that is patreon.com backslash Jessa Reed. And for now, 50% of my Patreon income does go back into Imagination Project to help provide services to people who are getting slammed into uh, 5D. And once I, you know, make more money, then it'll be more than 50%. But, and that is everything. If we'll see you over here on this live chat in a minute. All right, bye-bye.